Hey everybody, have you considered starting a podcast? We here at Screwball highly recommend Podbean for getting your podcast out to a larger audience. Podbean has given us the ability to easily bring you Screwball each and every week on all of your favorite podcast services. Use the link podbean.com slash screwball to sign up and save up to 35% annually. You can also use the link podbean.com slash pro slash screwball to sign up for a business subscription. Happy podcasting. Hey everybody, welcome back to Screwball, a baseball podcast, your home for everything baseball. I'm your host, Mike LaPree, here with my co-host, Frank White. Hey, how's it going? We're on to episode 81 of Screwball, hitting the last week of the season here. As this goes live, we'll be in the thick of the last, I believe, six games for most teams at the end of the season here. Uh, next week will be the recap of the last week. Um, so this is the second to last episode that we'll do as far as a regular, uh, regular running show. So that's pretty exciting for a lot of teams. They're fighting away at a wild card or their division. Some teams have locked up and some teams are looking to golf. So, so we'll talk about some of those playoff bound teams, talk about some teams that are red hot lately. Um, but first let's get into our uh, topic of conversation as we usually do. Uh, the topic today, as usually brought by Frank, the topic today is should world series games bring back day games? So as I usually do, I'll let Frank kind of lead this off cause it is, you know, he brings the topic. So what are you kind of thinking? Do you think that World Series games should uh, should there at least be a game or two that's a day game, or what do you think? Yeah, um, you know, back uh, back a while ago, not too long ago, they used to have day games for World Series, at least a couple, and it was always a big you know big thing. Uh, people would watch them while they're at work, and they had the radio going, and uh, schools would have them on the TVs and, and stuff like that. But yeah, I mean, I, I think that the MLB should. You know, think about bringing at least a one day game back to the World Series, especially since they had the World Series on uh, games, you know, on Friday, Saturday, Sunday mm-hmm. at one point. You know, it's definitely not a bad idea. You do play a lot of day games throughout the season. Some stadiums, they look great during day games. Um, it's a different vibe. It kind of brings together a little bit of, you know, both what you see during the season, not just all night games, not just all day games. It brings you that other aspect of it. Also, in some areas, you're playing in Boston in November. It can be quite cold. But if you play, uh, you know, maybe a 3 or 4 o'clock start, it's at least starting at daytime, it's usually a little bit warmer and you can get done, you know, and still be under the lights. Hmm. But I, I like the idea of bringing a day game back would be pretty It would be pretty cool. It's just kind of how baseball went for a long time. It was day games, only day games. Look at Frigley. They didn't get night game until, what, the 80s? Yeah. Something like that. Mm-hmm. It was all day games. Mm-hmm. A lot of baseball was more day games. Right. Uh, so it kind of brings back the traditional feeling. So I think, uh, you know, bringing back World Series day game, even if it's one day game, maybe on a, on a, a Saturday. It doesn't have to be a 1 o'clock start. You know, it could be a 3 o'clock, 4 o'clock. Mm-hmm. But it still starts during the daytime. It, I think it would just be be cool. Again, it brings the aspect of all baseball. Because throughout the year, you play a lot of day games. Right. Some teams are better at day games. Some guys are better at day games. It just brings you that, that extra piece of the puzzle that you see throughout the year because throughout the year you see a little bit of everything it's cold it's snowing it's raining it's hot it's muggy it's you know, day game it's night game it's you know windy it's everything world series you, have, you, you get some of that if you bring a day game at least you bring more of it like hey this is kind of represents our season it's day game it's cold you know it's a little bit you know brings a little bit of everything and also you get viewership i think you would get viewership out of it because some of these night games, they don't start till 8 o'clock. It's a World Series game, so that means it's going until like 11.30. Oh, yeah. So you're losing people on the East Coast. Mm-hmm. Um, if you start a day game, uh, especially, you know, maybe on, on a weekend or something, you're getting, you're, people are going to watch them. 
Even if you did it during the week, people are going to watch them. Mm-hmm. Even if they're at work, they're going to watch and listen to the radio. They're going to pay attention on the phone or something like that. You're not going to lose them. You do playoff games. Your playoff games are a day games at times. Mm-hmm. You don't lose viewership there. So they should think about doing a day game. You know, bring that aspect into it. I think it's just a cool cool thing to see a day game, World Series game. It would be pretty cool. And also what you could do if it's before travel day, you give them extra time. You play at 3 o'clock and the next day's a travel day. Well, instead of getting done at midnight and then the next day's travel and you come back at 8 o'clock, get done at 7, 8 o'clock at night, you get an extra 3, 4 hours essentially off. Mm. So it would give you, it would give the guys more time off between games. Almost, you know, more off time, I guess. You know, almost like a, uh, an extra half off day. So there's another thing they could think about. Yeah, that's true. I, I think the way that they typically, I could be totally wrong, but I think the way they typically do do the World Series schedule is because it's 2-3-2. Two, two. You do Tuesday, Wednesday, you get two games, and you have a travel day, Thursday. Friday, Saturday, Sunday, you get three games. If it goes the fifth game, you know, someone could get swept. Um, but if it goes the fifth game, you have Sunday, then Monday's the travel day, and then, you know, if it goes game six and seven, you have Tuesday and Wednesday again. Um, I could be totally, that could be totally wrong, uh, but I believe that is how they do it. I think even uh, hockey and basketball typically start on Tuesdays um, for their finals. But if that's the case, then you're thinking you could do Wednesday, the game two, you could do a three o'clock, four o'clock game. Because then if you're thinking West Coast people, um, people are getting home from work and they're still able to watch the game. They don't blow their whole night. You're not competing with football, you know, because ideally you want game one, game seven under the lights. It kind of has a vibe to it. Um, then you have the weekend series, you know, when you're thinking, I'm thinking more for the basis of viewership, because really you could do whatever you want. Because if you have, say, Friday after a travel day, you do an afternoon game. Then you have all the, the night Friday and all day Saturday, essentially, you give these guys rest. But when you're talking viewership, you know, ideally Friday you would want a night game. And Saturday would probably be the prime, especially because you're competing with football it would be the prime day to do an afternoon game. You could catch people on Saturday, college football is on, not a direct, direct competitor like the NFL. Uh, you could um, definitely get some uh, up viewership there as opposed to competing on a Sunday with 1 and 4 o'clock. Football games might not be the most ideal for baseball. So I think you could definitely do, you know, game 2, game 4, game maybe game 6, you could do like that. But I think you're more, um, you're more notably or historically important games, game one, game seven, stuff like that. I think you keep uh, as a night game. I just think that there's just a better vibe there. Um, but I'm not opposed to day games coming back. I mean, I, I would like if they were all night, but me personally, because I'll watch them whatever time of day it is. Me personally, I always like the vibe of a night game. But if they were, then like you said, they do play off games during the day. So and I don't miss them. Yeah. So I, they could definitely do it and I'd watch, but. Yeah, I, I think, you know, I think schedule-wise, logistically-wise, game one would actually make sense to be a day game because then you're not playing, you know, if you play a day game after a night game kind of theory if you played game two. Mm. But if you start game one as a night, you know, as a day game, it would make more sense. Mm. But game three, I think, could easily be on a Friday day game. Mm. That would give you that extra time to Saturday. Um, I think game seven and six should be under the lights. And really, I think you really shouldn't try messing with game five because, you know, five, six, and seven, obviously, you're going to get most of the time one of those games end in the series. Right. Yes, four can do it, but... Most of the time not. Yeah. So you don't mind if that's a day game. You really don't... I'm not saying that it's not going to change much, but I'd rather have a clinch it at night, you know? But a uh, day game, maybe day, game three. Um, or if you really want to start the series with game one, it would make more sense logistically that you start it with game one. Yeah, game three seems to be a prime, yeah, it was fr- prime it was opportunity. Friday afternoon. You know, it would just get people 
you catch people's attention, I think. Hmm. Three o'clock start, four o'clock start, something like that. Not, it doesn't have to be, you know, one o'clock, 12 o'clock. It doesn't have to be that early. But three, four o'clock, you know, I think it's, it's not bad. Start start sort of day, ends, during, you know, ends at night. You could even do five o'clock for the East Coast, and then it's two o'clock on the West Coast. You could do something like that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's just, it, it, it would be, it, it, like I said, it brings, it brings back some of the, you know, differences that we don't see in the playoffs in the world, much of the playoffs in the World Series we haven't seen in a long time. Mm. Uh, the day game, and again, if you're, you're in a cold place and it's during the day, it might be a little bit warmer, stuff like that. And then games aren't ending at 12 o'clock at night on the East Coast. Right. That game, at least. So, it's definitely not a bad idea. I think it also would help with bringing kids to watch it, too. Let's be honest, kids through 6th, 7th grade, for the most part, they're sleeping or in bed by 9, 10 o'clock. At least through those ages, you would think at a good shot. I mean, it is 8th grade, ninth grade, you, you could be. But most likely, at least through the first 1 to 5, 1 to 6, possibly 7, you're kind of in bed early. So you're not going to get to see that game. So, yeah. And then the fan has got to get up early. You might not see it. But if you started earlier, they might be able to catch that game. You know, when they're getting out of school or whatever. And you might be able to get that viewer. Um, and that's, to be honest, you want that kid watching. You right. Know, almost more than you want that guy watching who's older and put his years in MLB in baseball. You want the kid because he's going to help grow the game. That's true. That's a good so point. It's not a bad idea to kind of tailor more towards maybe getting a day game for, for, for younger viewers than tailor it to the older crowd. They're, all, they're, they're locked in. Yeah. They've been watching for 40, 50 years. They're fans. Yeah. The kid's been watching for two years and on and off and doesn't really know what's going on. He's, you know, they're not locked in. So it's not a bad idea to try locking that in and try getting them to watch. True. That's a good point. I think, what have they done in the past, like six, seven o'clock games or they done eight o'clock games? They usually start like eight o'clock. Yeah, it's a bit late. It's well for East Coast because if you're on the West Coast, starts at five, you're, you're good, you know? Yeah. Three hours in the East Coast. It's just if it's only three hours, it's eleven o'clock at night. Yeah, it's not too too bad. Even the even the Super Bowl starts early. Yeah, that's Super Bowl true. Starts six thirty. Yeah, which the is reason for that, and they're done by eleven o'clock because mm-hmm. it's a big halftime show. So there's no problem with the baseball starting a couple of hours early and, and making a game or two start three four o'clock. When the sun's up, and by the time the game's getting going, the sun's down. Mm. So you still get both feels, day game and night game at that time. Yeah. If if you're on the East Coast or you're on the West Coast, it's going to be all the day game no matter what you do. You could even just schedule, make it a point to just say, hey, game three from now on will be a day game or something like that. You could just say, hey. You're not going to lose viewers, you know. I don't think you're going to lose people. March Madness, they start at 11.30 a.m. Mm. And people, they're on, on a Wednesday. People are locked in. They're watching that. They don't yeah. give a shit if they're working or not. They're watching. Especially, especially. Or, you know, whatever. Oh, yeah, absolutely. March Madness, absolutely. People watch it at all times of the night. Same, same thing with the Olympics. You see people watching at three in the morning. Yeah. But. It also depends on, I mean, not. it always depends with the World Series, but it always depends on the team, too. Say it's a Yankees-Dodgers World Series, which would be marquee, a marquee matchup. You know, you could pretty much broadcast whenever you want. You're getting both the East Coast and West Coast audience, and you're probably getting more average viewers because of the two titans of, of, of franchises. Um, that's not to say that that World Series is worth more. It's just uh, it makes it a little easier for the MLB schedulers. Um, if they do make a day game, it might make them look better. Like, oh, you see, people are watching, as opposed to maybe um, not to trash the fans or anything, but like a Rays, say the Phillies make it, Rays-Phillies World Series or something. You know, it's just not the same as uh, something like a, a marquee matchup like that. Um, or Yankees-Braves or, or Boston-Braves or something like that. You know, so I think that matters too, that if they, if they were, say they were to bring back day games, you'd also have to take a look at the matchup. 
would the numbers reflect because of it being a day game or because of who's playing? You know what I mean? So that also, they might have to do like a three-year stretch and see what, where it goes. So I'm not opposed to um, bringing one day game back, but like you said too, games five, six, and seven, ideally you should keep as a, especially if game five is a Sunday. Again, you don't, you just don't want to mess with football. If you just have to go up against one football game, that's enough, you know? So, um, so five, six, and seven, you like to, like you said, clinch under the lights. And if you make game four day game and they, someone sweeps, then, you know, it'd be kind of cool to see someone clinch in the day. I can't remember the last time, if ever that happened, you know, back in the day when they didn't have lights at the fields, the only time I could think of, but, but yeah, so, I mean, world series. And I just looked at the schedule to see if they had any sort of idea. Um, it is going to be Tuesday, Wednesday weekend, and then Tuesday, Wednesday again. But it leaks into November this year, which I know they had avoided, I think, the last two seasons or so. Last year, for sure. And I think the season before that, I think they tried getting it done before November. But they're back to November baseball, which can be exciting and cold. But, yeah, so we'll see. You know, maybe they could do some scheduling uh, tricks like that. I don't know if they have anything planned, but you never know. They pull every other trick out of their hat baseball lately, so you never know. Uh, let's move on to the news section of the show. So a lot of this is going to be playoff and team related. So number one, the Cardinals are probably the most electric team in baseball. So following their still active 16 game winning streak as of today, as of recording Monday, uh, the St. Louis Cardinals are now just one win away from clinching the second wild card uh, spot. And we'll be playing either the L.A. Dodgers in L.A. or the San Francisco Giants in San Francisco, depending on how the West shakes out. So the Cardinals just really came strong out of, you know, a season where they were kind of teeter-tottering a lot. You know, they were above 500 and below 500 and above and below. Um, And now they look like they could really be a problem for a team like the Dodgers, who kind of cruised 100 wins uh, all season. So... All of a sudden, now you have a team to worry about, an extra team to worry about in the playoffs. So, what do you think of uh, what do you think of the Cardinals? I know you, we both kind of, you especially, been sporting them all year. Oh, yeah, the Cardinals, they're getting healthy. They've been hurt a lot of the year. They still still are quite hurt, but they're getting healthier and they're getting used to playing with each other and they're getting the feel of, of being together. And not for nothing, but if there's one team that the franchise, the Dodgers, don't want to see. It's the Cardinals. Because how many years did the Cardinals beat Kershaw in the playoffs? And how many years did they always... It was like four years in a row. I don't want to see them. No. So, no. you don't want to see them. But the Cardinals are red hot. They're just that team. I said it a month and a half ago. I'm like, they got a shot at the division. They're down 10 games in the division. And obviously, they didn't come back on the division. They made a they made a, a shot out of here. I think the division leads down to like six games. Mm. but Or seven games, but it's over. You can't obviously win that. Yeah, yeah. But... They just do that. They get red hot. Uh, they know how to win. They know how to get to the playoffs. Um, and there are teams similar to the A's where it's like they, they they just know what's going on. So they'll they'll get going. And that's what they just did. They're red hot. Yep. I mean, coming out early, winning games. Winning close one-nothing games mm-hmm. against the Brewers. Losing and come back and win. They, not like they just came out and beat the snot out of everybody. Did it one way. They've done it every single way. Mm-hmm. Against good teams in the hunt teams. Brewers in the hunt, you know, leading the division, trying to clinch the division. Reds chasing the wild card. Padres chasing the wild card. And then the Cubs, it, it, you know, a bit of a rebuilding team, but, you know, still division rival. Yep. At Wrigley and beat them. So they, they've beaten a little bit of everything. One of the better teams in the NL, two contending teams, and, and a low dog rival team. So 
you know, they're not like they're just beating up, well, they played the Pirates ten times, and they played, you know, the Diamondbacks, and they played a bunch of low teams. They're playing the heart of the NL. Oh, yeah. So the Cardinals are, uh, they almost need to lose a game or two here for the wild card game. Otherwise, you're due to lose. That kind of theory. Yeah, right. But uh, the Cardinals are red hot, and they're a team that can, they can go right to the World Series. 07 Rockies. That's that's the vibe they get. Yeah. They can go right to the World Series. Their franchise, their team, their players are just good enough. They have a really good team. Flaherty's back. Dakota Hudson's back. I mean, they're, they got a really strong team. They can really go, they can go to the World Series. They can win a World Series. Mm-hmm. And the NL, other than, I mean, you know, you got the Dodgers. Uh, whoever comes out of the East... As far as how the Braves have played this season, you're not really too worried about them if you're hot. Cardinals Brewers seem to have their number too. Yeah, years. Cardinals played the Braves about three years in a row. Yeah, it seems. Yeah, beat them two out of three, I think, mm-hmm. and took them to Game Five in the other one. Yeah, so I mean, you're not strangers to them, and they're not playing their best baseball. You got the Brewers who you've seen all year, so you know what to expect there. And the Giants, God only knows, they've been playing good all year, but God only knows what happens in the playoffs. So. You know, you got a Cardinal team. That, and like you said, the only thing I'm worried about personally is, you know, you are due to lose. You, you can't win. You know, say, if you ran all the way to the World Series, you'd have to win what? What's that? Like uh, 40 games at this 45 games at this point. Yeah, I mean, you got to lose at some point. Yeah. So don't pick the Wild Girl game to do it because uh, it is one game. So Cardinals are red hot. And uh, that second wild card all of a sudden got really non-competitive. Yeah. As, as competitive as it was probably shaping up to be. Yeah, and they... they... Like I said, they have a lot of guys who've been there and done that, and they the playoff field they've been playing with. Mm-hmm. And it's playoff time. One September game, one September game they went red hot and won sixteen in a row. So yep. it tells you that they were like, okay, it's playoff time. Now they they got that you know every game's a playoff game and they won sixteen in a row. So you can see when they know it's playoff time, it's Yadier Molina, Wayne Wright, they turn it up. Mm. Goldsmith or not, they they it's all right, it's time to go. Yep. So, and you know, Goldsmith or not, you know, not huge playoff success. So they want to go. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Wainwright and Molina, huge playoff success. So, you know, they're, they're, they got, they got it going right now. Excitement, power, speed. I mean, they got a little bit of everything. That team's really good. And uh, that team has some of the most talent in MLB. Yep. When it's fully healthy. You know, Padres, too, they fell apart. But if you're going to compare talent, <laughs> with the Cardinals and then compare the Giants talent the Cardinals are way more talent than mm-hmm. the Giants have I agree this is hands down Cardinals are red hot and they can definitely cause a ruckus in that NL two teams coasting along all year um, a third team with the Brewers maybe even coasting along kind of and all of a sudden a team is going to come in red hot punch them in the mouth same with the you know issue the White Sox can see coast along pretty much all year and then all of a sudden time to turn a switch and they get punched in the mouth by a team who's been you know playing playoff baseball since august and not for nothing but the white Sox, just to not get off the tangent of the cardinals but the white Sox have this just about the same record as the wild card teams so it's not like they're setting the world on fire and they've been cruising all year so you know a lot different than the cardinals who have to fight for everything at this point you know they're yeah. not that they're going to catch the dodgers or anything but they've had to fight they had to fight for that second wild card. it took something like this to get it you know to knock the Padres out and to knock the Mets out and you know, Reds. yeah. So and keep the Phillies out essentially. Yeah. So it took. Um, and the Phillies are playing good baseball as well. Oh yeah, yeah. They're still fighting a little bit for the that oh. East. Uh, you know, they got a shot. Cardinals are that team that can go to the World Series right now. Circa 06, I don't know, a couple of games over 500 and go to the World Series. 2011, never count them out. 
team when they went to the World Series and won. They're just they always do that. You never count them out. And here we go again. So. Yep. Yep, I agree. So we'll see what happens with them and just in general that NL wild card because you have a team like the Dodgers that again just have a hundred win year and they're just really good. And then you have the Cardinals come out. Not that the Cardinals aren't talented. It's just a team that just comes out of nowhere. The Cardinals and almost got, they got 89 wins already. Probably, yeah. They have like 89 like that. wins. That's, that's, a, that's a great year. Oh, yeah. Everyone's saying yeah, how yeah. Walson's had a great year. Cardinals the same record. So, you can say it's one stretch, but it's a great year. Oh, so, yeah. it, it's going to be exciting, and they're going to be – you don't want to see them. That's for sure. Mm-hmm. And a lot of these games have been on the road against the Reds and mm-hmm. the Padres and the, and the Cubs. So it's not just like, oh, they're at home and they're going. So they don't mind going on the road of this wild card game being the other dog. They got nothing to lose. Yeah. You got 100 wins and you're a wild card team. You got a lot to lose. Absolutely. You're the Cardinals. You got nothing to lose. We just won 16 in a row to get here. We're, we're, we're not scared of anything. Yeah, we're ready to go. So that should be exciting. And the Cardinals are definitely a scary team. And a team that's the team I had for the NL. This is one of the reasons just that they can do this. Mm-hmm. They did it earlier in the year. They won 12 out of 13 games. Yeah, I remember May that. or something. It took yeah. the division, and then they got hurt and kind of fell apart. Mm. But now, getting some injury guys back, here they go again. Yeah. There's no, uh, you know, there's a reason that we picked them for the central division leaders, you know. Same, so Same reason why, you know, you pick the A's. They're a team that can just, here we go again. Yep. They're going to find guys that you never heard of, plug them in, four home runs in three days, and batting 600 that week, and then they'll pull pull this guy. Like, why just sit him? Well, wait a minute. Watch this guy. Pull him in. He'll hit a couple home runs and, and bat 500, and then they just keep plugging these guys in, and all of a sudden, you know. Those are your best teams, too. Everyone plays a role. for two years, and the team's nuts. It's, just, <laughs> it's what they do. Yep. So, but uh, some other news here. You know, just a playoff update. The NL East, Atlanta holds two and a half game over the Phillies. Uh, the NL West Giants are two games up on the Dodgers. NL wild cards all but over, as we just mentioned. Uh, I think if Phillies lose one game, it's over. Or the Cardinals win a game, it's over. Yeah. So it's all but over. I guess you never say never, but it's, it's over. Uh, the AL wild card Yankees are holding one game on Boston, two games on Toronto, three games on Seattle, and four games on Oakland for the number one seed, which means Boston is one game back on the Yankees for the number one seed, holding one game on Toronto, two on Seattle, three on Oakland, for the last playoff spot. So that's where we're at right now. Um, so the playoff and the AL can have like a four, well, I've seen things saying that four or five team tiebreaker and you'd have three teams playing in to get to the game and all these teams playing in just to get to the playing game just then to get into the wild card one game to get into the playoffs. It's insane. So as much as we've seen it for how many years, it never actually happened. Mm-hmm. So we'll see if it does this year. Um, but eventually it will. It could be this year and all these teams have been a mess. Yankees mess. Boston's a mess. Toronto's a mess. Seattle, I don't even know to tell you. In Oakland, you to say you like to think they're out, but again, they could they could win this next week and sneak into the playoffs, and then when there are sixteen in a row and they're in the World Series against the Cardinals and all ruckus, <laughs> and then you have a World Series game in Oakland, which MLB would explode. Yeah, they would. So eight thousand dollar tickets. Yeah, yeah, for three guys in the stands. <laughs> so it would be. It would, oh, we got a ruckus here. Mm-hmm. One week. That's the final week of the season, so we're going to have all our ruckus. Our 162-game ruckus is coming to an end. Yeah, uh, it's exciting. Uh, The NL is pretty much all but wrapped up here. By the time this goes live, you may even see the Braves just about be wrapping it up. Um, Or the Phillies coming back. You never know what goes on out there. The AL, really all you got to watch is the wild card because the West's locked up. Uh, Central's 
Central and East are clinched. Um, I think the Astros are what? Probably one game or two? I think think it might be two because the Astros have cooled off a little bit. It might be two or three games. Yeah. Technically a shot, but not much of a shot. Yeah. So, I mean, um, the divisions are pretty much locked up. Pretty much all divisions in baseball except for the NL East. And even then, you know, it's pretty... In the West, it's West two games. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Well, you know, you you know which two teams are... Yeah, but they're in the playoffs at least. Yeah. So, um, so it's really the AL wild card. It's going to be absolutely nuts. Um, and uh, it's gonna be it's gonna be great fun to watch. I wish I was one of the teams that was just we were just in the playoffs, but whatever. So let's move on to number two part of the news. Uh, this one was a weird piece of news that I just happened to see coming across. Uh, you know, doing news for the show is Montreal back. The race recently conveyed its ongoing pursuit of creating a split city plan between Tampa Bay and Montreal. Uh, the Rays plan on pushing the issue by having a graphic on the outfield fence at Tropicana being prominently shown throughout their 2021 postseason run. So, in the past, I believe it was 2019, the Rays planned on doing uh, either moving to Montreal or doing a split city thing. So now they're pushing the issue. So you can see, uh, what do you have? You have uh, 81 games at home. You can see 80, <laughs> you can see 40 games at Tampa Bay, 41 games in Montreal, or vice versa. Which is, the, I guess, what they ideally want. Um, my big issue here is, what do you do when you have a dual country payroll for a player or coaches? Does that that can't be easy? Well, players. Nor do the players w- probably want that. Go live in, in Toronto for half a year and then live in Tampa. Not like they're close by. No. So it's, it'd be tough for them. Yeah, it's just such a weird. I don't. I I don't know what the thought is there. I would. I don't get me wrong. I want to see a Montreal get, team, but and then do you get two new stadiums? Do you now do you now have a new Tampa Stadium and Montreal Stadium? Because now you have to pay for both of them. Or you're playing at both older stadium, which which seems to be to be the problem why the teams left in the first place. I don't. <laughs> so you're you're just running into more problems than you have the answers for. It's like sounds like a crazy idea, but if you don't have the answers or pieces put together, then you know you're just you know you can't just say you want to do something and not be like, well, well, how are we gonna get there? It's like, oh yeah, well, you know, you <laughs> figure it out. Yeah. So yeah, I don't know what the, I don't know what their idea is there. Again, I would like to see a Montreal team, but it's not this way. <laughs> yeah, no, it just doesn't make any sense. No, uh, it's a great way to not get the fans who want to be there. Yeah, it's a great way to just to strike out in that market again. Yeah, and they're already yeah they're already not a great market. Ones. So yeah. some other news I got here: uh, Wander Franco extends his on base streak to forty one games. He's going nuts. <laughs> so coming back from an IL and he's still going nuts. And Corey Seager and Trey Turner both hit their 100th career home runs in the same game. I didn't even hear so, about that. That's a pretty cool stat as well. So that's just a little bit of, of news surrounding our last week of season here. Yeah, that's uh, pretty cool. Uh, I did, Like I said, I didn't even know that happened, so it's just pretty cool to hear. So let's move on to the wrap-up for the news, number four. Or excuse me, number three. Uh, who's doing the best right now? Uh, the Giants still own the best record in the league at 102-54 and with six games left to play. Uh, the Dodgers are the next closest in the NL at 156. Uh, over in the AL, the Rays still own the best record by quite a bit. I believe they're just one game away from clinching home field. Uh, they have a 97 and 59 record. Uh, the Astros are the next closest at 91 and 65. Uh, the Dodgers own the best run differential, still own the best run differential at the league at two plus 247, while the Orioles still own the worst at minus 278. Yeah, that's, uh, that's just how it goes anymore. But, uh, yeah, some other teams I got here that have been hot, Rays, Yanks, Mariners, Braves, Phillies, and Cardinals, they're all playoff contenders, so mm. they're red hot. They're trying to do their mo- you know, their best at the, at the right time. 
um, from cold teams. Uh, Red Sox just got swept by the Yankees. Astros, Mets, Marlins, Cubs, and Padres. A couple of those teams are playoff contenders or playoff bound. So that's something to take note of. Um, but those are some hot and cold teams that I just wanted to mention uh, here quickly. Yeah, uh, I mean, surprising that the you know the Red Sox and the Yankees, uh, those big series for the Yankees and really could have potentially really hurt the Red Sox. I um, was actually very surprised uh, at that series. Uh, but uh, let's move on to the who's hot and who's not section of the show. Um, this week we had two players of the week that were offensive players, so we got both of them listed here as usual. Um, number one, who's hot and who's not, uh, the hot player of the week, AL player of the week, Giancarlo Stanton, went absolutely nuts against the Red Sox, yeah. batted 474 over the last week with an 1158 slugging and a 1682 OPS. I think he had a home run in every game of that series. So that- not just home runs. Man, the shots. Oh, well, yeah, and they were all, I believe all three of them were either go-ahead or, like, game-clinching shots. Like, they, you know what I mean? Like, they were uh, they were daggers, let's needed, put it that yeah, way. So he needed them. So he came up big for his team. Here's another guy coming up big for his team, number two, Harrison Bader. Batted 538 over the last week with a 1038 slugging and a 1594 OPS. Just going absolutely nuts. Number three, Brandon Belt. Batting 458 over the last week with an 875 slugging. And a fourteen twenty seven OPS. Guy like him helping the Giants kind of just uh, keep doing their thing with 102 wins. Uh, number four, Trey Turner, 458 average, 917 slugging, and a fourteen thirty five OPS. As far as I understand, doing really good with the Dodgers in his time there uh, and just continues to have really good seasons. Uh, number five, Paul Goldschmidt. Batting 429 over last week with a 1036 slugging and a 1536 OPS. And I think he had like five home runs this week. Yeah, just yeah, a 470 foot home run he had at Wrigley. And he's been going, he's been doing everything he's got. You look at the Cardinals, got their 16 game win streak. You got Paul Goldschmidt and Harrison Bader right on this two of five hot and that's guys. not even including Tyler O'Neill and Ornato, who've been having great years. And even Yachty. You can't forget about guys like that. It's just they're going nuts. Yeah, yeah, all the right time here. So, yeah, some other guys I got to mention here Juan Soto. Been playing well. Miguel Cabrera having a great finish to the season. And JT Real Muto. Big big reason why the Phillies are still in hunt here. Yeah. And Harper. So those are some other guys who have been playing well. Um, some pitchers who have been doing well. Max Fried had another Maddox couple of game on yeah. 100 pitches. Shane Baz, first two starts in the majors have been pretty good. Uh, Giolito pitching great. I think he had six shutout innings the other day. So he's starting to kind of figure it out a little bit. Mm-hmm. Not really figure it out because he hasn't been bad this year, but if he can get on one of those rolls yeah. going to the playoffs, that'd mm-hmm. be great for them. Uh, Giovanni Gallegos for the Cardinals, four saves this week. He's been lights out since he took over the closer role and yeah. just took it over. But it was like a committee after Reyes had struggled a little bit, and he was like, it's mine now. Uh, he showed why. And Liam Hendricks been pitching really good for the White Sox here. Yeah. Um, and they're, you know, just pursuit to be healthy when the playoffs start. Yeah, a lot of those guys you can see. You, know, you got Cardinal guy in there. Uh, well, Liam Hendricks has been good for the last few seasons now. He's pretty locked down. So, yeah, definitely some guys there you kind of expect to uh, to be on that list. Max Fried, my Cy Young pick, if he just didn't just forget how to pitch the first part of the season, he'd probably, he'd probably be in there. Yeah, He was hurt for a while, too. Because I think he's actually having a pretty good year up to this point. But Oh, yeah. Because well, you can't hold a good player down too long. No. Uh, let's move on to the cold players, the who's not of the week. Um, number one, Matt Chapman, 048 average, a 190 slugging at 357 OPS. If I'm not mistaken, just an underwhelming year on his part and might be contributing to the to the A's kind of wishy-washy season. Uh, number two, Jerickson Profar, another 
kind of team that's just, you know, well, they're at this point, they're eliminated. So, uh, batted 063 over the last week with an 063 slugging and a 312 OPS. Uh, number three, Josh Harrison. Uh, batted 087 over last week with an 087 slugging and a 247 OPS. My pick for comeback player of the year. I can't believe he's actually still playing. Um, Great. N- number four, Carlos Correa. Uh, 105 average over last week with a 105 slugging and 287 OPS. And number five, Trey Mancini, 105 average with a 105 slugging and a 296 OPS over the last week. Yeah, yeah. Those are some guys. I had a couple of them on my list as well. Uh, some guys, other guys to mention who had not been playing well, G-Man Choi for the Rays, and a little bit smaller sample size, but for obviously one of the best teams in the AL, it's noteworthy. Take note that he's not been playing that well. And uh, the Cubs, maybe one of the greatest, one of the greatest rookie hitters the Cubs have ever seen by the stats. One of them. Mm-hmm. Patrick Wisdom. As much as people don't, I, I couldn't, I didn't even believe it until two weeks ago, and they're like, "Yeah, he's actually having a great year and one of the Cubs' best rookies they've ever had." Didn't he break the rookie home run record? Bryant's rookie home run record. So it's it's crazy, it's crazy, but he is cold right now. <laughs> um, none of these guys, too, other than maybe Matt Chapman and Choi, have really been. I think they've all been like about a hundred. So that's not the worst if you're going to be. No. Have yeah, we seen you're like right. four guys? It was a zero like last week. <laughs> so um, it's, you know, noteworthy. Um, some cold pitchers, uh, Tyler Anderson for Mariners, not pitching great. Brett Anderson for the Brewers, not pitching great. Something with the Anderson name last week. <laughs> uh, Carlos Carrasco for the Mets. You know, I don't, you know, I don't want to keep beating the Mets up because they beat themselves up. But obviously, just you know, yeah, when you're bad, you're bad. So you gotta be noted. Sure. Uh, Adam Savelli for the Indians struggling, and Tyman Walker for the Mets uh, after a really first half it was great. His second half kind of been up and down, and recently been down. Yeah, yeah, and he was really good for the first part he of the season. He was in the NL Cy Young race, at least. Yeah. Somewhere. Yeah, somewhere in Top there, Top five, yeah. maybe. Contender. Um, yeah, well, when you had uh, him and DeGrom in that rotation to start the year, it looked pretty good. Oh, yeah, yeah. And then, and then the you know reinforcements coming back were Carrasco and Syndergaard, but they never seemed to come back. Well, Syndergaard never came back, and Carrasco was much to come back to. Non-existent, yeah, yeah just about. So, but to get to our next segment um, – Bring back, you know, brought in kind of injuries there was uh, injuries as we always do. You know, the Yankees dealing with a couple more minor injuries. Uh, judge uh, small dislocation of his pinky popped back in place yesterday. Stayed in the game, good to go. Uh, Torres bumped on the head by Stanton because he's you know a whack a mole over there. <laughs> he's eight foot tall. Torres is four foot tall. Bumped him on the head. He's fine. Uh, Gallo had some sort of stiffness in his back or neck or something yesterday he stayed in the game he's fine so it's all they're all gonna be fine the playoffs are coming so you're gonna be fine or you're gonna at least tell you we're fine till the offseason then you're like oh i struggled because i needed surgery which brings me to lemayhu who came out and said that he will need offseason surgery on his groin area um been struggling it for a while this year and recently he got an mri for the first time this year and he was like yeah it's something i've been dealing with but it's nothing I'm, i'll be fine i'm just gonna have to take care of it in the offseason um, so those are some things to take note for for a team pushing for a playoff spot. Mm. Uh, Granke placed in the IL. Uh, Elvis Andrews placed in the IL. Uh, J.D. Davis for the Mets placed in the IL. Archie Bradley on the IL as well. So those are some guys, most of those teams except J.D. Davis, all those teams are still in the hunt. Mm-hmm. So that's something to take note for. Uh, and Bellinger placed on the IL after his awful, 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 awful season. Mm-hmm. He's putting up stats that are probably probably worse than 2011 Adam Dunn stats. Oh, yeah. 2011 Adam Dunn stats were almost record breaking. Mm-hmm. Bad. He's worse than them. So, and he's an MVP. So, don't forget about that. And uh, Brandon Belt, 
hit on the hand yesterday, 93 mile per hour pitch. He's going to get some tests. Um, so they're worried about that, obviously, because he's uh, been kind of the meat and potatoes in a lineup. Sure. Um, yeah. And then also Nola for the Padres shut down for the rest of the year. On the better side of injury news, uh, Jamison Talion activated for the Yankees. Uh, Shane Bieber activated, big name pitcher. Carlos Rodon expected to pitch here this coming week. Michael Brantley progressing. He took bat in practice the other day. Jake Goderizzi uh, activated off the IL for the Astros. Jack Flaherty pitched Friday. Uh, through 19 pitches, he gave a couple runs and didn't last long. But he's going to – hopefully the idea is to get him stretched out for a couple innings here for the playoffs. And maybe he could pitch three, four innings. Mm. Um, and if they go deeper in the playoffs, maybe he goes a little longer. But to hope to have, at least have him a couple innings each day or every other day would be great for them to add to their already craziness. Uh, Dakota Hudson activated off the IL after, I think, a short Tommy John rehab. Oh, yeah. I don't think it's even been – I don't think it's been the full year, and he's back. So I think they're going to use him out of the bullpen, which makes more sense. That's big for them, too. Um, and Jordan Hicks, a surprise – rehab assignment. He pitched, I think the other day, he pitched a triple A. And they still say that he's not expected back this year. He's expected back next year. But he just made a rehab assignment a couple days ago, triple A. So maybe they're going to try to sneak him in. Or he'll talk his way in. But guy throws 105. So we'll see if they can get him. That's big three people for the Cardinals. Yeah. Um, and then Lorenzo Cain, after making a catch at the wall the other day, was day-to-day. This is something to take note of because the Brewers clinched and you know playoffs are coming. So... Hopefully he's not too banged up if you're a Brewers fan or a Lorenzo Cain fan. But yeah, those are some injuries. For the most part, not too much going on. You're not going to hear too much from people. If they're banged up, they're playing. It's playoff time. Yeah. So it's unless you're really hurt, you're you know, you're going to be playing. So this injury list is obviously going to go. First half's going to be quite small. Second half's going to be quite big. People coming back because it's playoff time. Yeah. Yeah. Like you said, if they're not, you know, if they're not really hurt, they're going to want to play. They're going to push to play. And the teams, you know, depending who it is and what it is are probably going to push for them to be on the field if they can push through it, you know, because yeah. you only got, if you're in the play, if you're dead, you know, if you're locked in the playoffs and you're not a wild card team, you, you're guaranteed at least, you know, three games uh, of a division series. So, yeah. you know, see what happens. But you want to get a couple swings and some innings pitched before the playoffs. You don't want to be like, oh, yeah, this is kind of my rehab assignment <clears> in the playoffs. Yeah, like, yeah. yeah. Not a great idea. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, um, but yeah, that's, that's pretty much it for injuries, which is good. Uh, last uh, part of the episode here is our trivia question. And with this being the final week of the season, I think for my notes here, this is week 26. Something like that. about right. Yeah, about that. You know, we have a trivia question. I wanted to keep it somewhat what we talk about, which I try doing each week. So I want to do when was the last, or what was the last game 163 we've seen? We've Uh, had some memorable ones back then and all that crap. Um, But when was the last one we've seen? I forgot about it. Completely forgot about it. Yeah, and that is... In 2018, not long ago, <clears throat> the Dodgers, the LA Dodgers, played at the Rockies, game 163 for the division. Rock, Dodgers had 91 wins that year. Rockies had 91 wins after the Rockies won like seven in a row, or six out of seven mm-hmm. to get to 163. Uh, Dodgers beat the Rockies five to two to take the division to take the NL West, and they end up going on to lose to the World, lose to the Red Sox in the World Series four to one. So that just shows you if the Rockies would have won that game, the Dodgers go to the World Series. Mm. I don't know. Do the Rockies then go to the World Series? That's how big that game was. Yeah. But the Dodgers go, went on to lose 4-1 to Boston, uh, the Red Sox. Red-hot Boston team. Yeah. It yeah. was a very good team. <clears throat> so, uh, I believe the only game they won that year in the World Series, the Dodgers, was the Voldy pitched eight innings out of the bullpen. That marathon game that went into, like, 16 innings or whatever. Uh, 18 innings or something yeah. like that. Yeah. Um, 
But yeah, so the last game, 163, was in 2018. Dodgers at Rockies. Dodgers went on to win it, 5-2. The Dodgers that season ended up losing to the World, to the World Series champion, Boston Red Sox, four games to one. Yeah, I completely forgot. Because my first thought with the game, 163, is you're trying to get into the playoffs. You know, not the... I'm trying to win the division and not be a wild card team because you know if you don't want to be a wild card team now because then your season is relying on one game not as opposed yet. to you know say 2003 you're a wild card team oh well now I just got to play the best seed you know it's a little different now to where hey hopefully we don't lose this one game now we're out of the playoffs one after one pitch and the season's all over yeah you so. say that with every game but you know, three games you got a shot to make it up. Yeah, at least one you, game. It's it's you get nine innings. Yeah, which is you know it's just uh, the antithesis of baseball in a lot of ways, but it is exciting. I can't sit here it and also, say it's not exciting. Yeah, it also brings you closer to some other sports, so like football, where it's just like you're you're in and out, or right. college football, or you know uh, March Madness and some of the bigger things where it's like you're kind of you're in or out. Yeah. So it also brings you closer to them sports instead of being like oh it's always a series. Yeah. That always it brings you closer to them, which is, is excitement. Yeah, it's, it's do or game die. Seven all time. Yeah. But yeah, uh, that, that was the trivia question. Also, just a note, I uh, long time ago, game 163s actually used to be three-game series. Yeah, I didn't even know that. So that was something I took note to. Um, that would be uh, pretty cool, but uh, that's an idea maybe for the wild card going forward, maybe three-game series. Mm. That'd be pretty cool. First game. Mm. Um, first game could be on the road if you're the one seed in the last two at home. So you get game two and three at home, or, or you get all three at home. That's what you get for being the higher seed. For yeah, the wild card, I you mean, get all three games at home. They could do something like that, but that'd be exciting too. Yeah, that'd be, it would bring you to the, the baseball aspect of yeah, it. Yeah, that would be more. Yeah, that'd be more baseball as opposed to a hey, you got one game, good luck. Yeah, <laughs> I would think that they should probably just do the higher seed gets all three games. It just makes more sense, no travel. But if you're going to do travel, you can, you should be able, they should be able to pick what they want. Right. Do you want the first and second game home, or do you want game two and three? I think I'd take game two and three. That's what I would want. I win yeah. one on the road. I only win one at home. Last yeah. Two games. But if I lose that one, at least I got two games at home now. Yeah. Then yeah, you can make it up. Yeah. If I lose game one at home, now game two's at home, and now no matter what, I got to win on the road. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. So, but that would just put some more strategy in it too. But mm. that's topic for a different day. Yeah. Right. Well, we're looking at the last week of the season here. It's sad but true. Um, you know, postseason baseball is always exciting, but it sucks to see the season go away. Uh, 162 games almost down by the time this goes live. Like I said, we'll be looking at uh, about five games left for a lot of teams. And um, it's and then we'll do our playoff predictions. We'll see who's sitting there and, and who we think could do it. You know, so uh, that's exciting too, doing playoff predictions, you know, and retrospective on the season, you know. Yeah, it's uh, it's exciting time. You're going to see a lot of crazy baseball. But, uh, yeah, that's pretty much it for the week. I don't got – much else, uh, some side, some side news. Raiders won again, three zero. Mm-hmm. Mike's Giants lost again, zero and three. They lose to the Falcons. They lost to the Falcons after holding a fourteen six lead in the fourth quarter, I believe. Um, that's about right. A fourteen seven lead in the fourth quarter. That nah, don't matter. <laughs> it don't matter. It could have been fourteen. It could have been one hundred and forty to nothing. In the fourth quarter, they would have lost. <laughs> Which brings you to the New York teams, and you wanted them, New York. They're your teams. Mm-hmm. Don't call them the New Jersey teams now because they're stinking. Combine 0 and 6. Start the year. Both teams before October out of the playoffs already. Embarrassing. I think you can honestly say that. Oh, yeah. Both teams yeah. out of the hunt before October in the biggest market, top two biggest markets in all sports. So there's your little football update. But Raiders 3 0. And Vegas. the Chiefs having issues. Chiefs so in I, last place. I, Soul. Possession of last place. I know you're loving that. Every second of it. Yeah. Sole possession of last place <laughs> for the for the greatest 
team on earth, they say. Sure. So, but the Raiders in first place, a couple teams still, yeah, undefeated. So the Miami Dolphins, the 72 Dolphins can't pop the cork yet on that uh, champagne. But um, <laughs> football is uh, been off to a crazy three weeks already, um, which I think every sports season this year we expected was going to be just nuts. Yeah. Well. Fans and things going back to somewhat normal. So this is going to be the craziest year for a lot of sports. And baseball, Mariners are still in the hunt. <laughs> I think that's your – Over Giants, the A's. And the Giants will have 100 and something wins. Yeah. So, Nothing makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, the world's not normal. Buster Posey's having the best season he's ever had offensively, and he hasn't played in two years. <laughs> and he's 30-something years old, 40 years old. I mean, it's we're just... I don't know where we're at. Yeah. Well, Quato will come back off the injury here. He'll throw like a no-hitter in the playoffs and go nuts. We're, yeah. just, we're just... I don't know what's going on. We've got, we got a 19-year-old kid, 41-game on base streak. I mean, we're just... I know. It's just nothing makes sense. No. The world's upside down. Yeah. I, I don't know. And we lost so many superstars... To injury this year, but yet we gained so many superstars by, you know, putting guys on the map like Otani being a taking into his full fledged superstardom, mm-hmm. um, and then Wander Franco going nuts. Mm-hmm. We just gained so many superstars, even though we haven't had our main ones play this yeah. year. So that's nuts in his own. Joey mm-hmm. Votto resurgence, forty home runs, hitting the ball seven hundred feet today. I mean, <laughs> I don't know what's going on. I know it's just impossible to predict. It and really is multiple. 16-game win streak. The A's had a 13-game win streak. We had a, the other team, I think, had a 12-game win streak. We also had losing streaks of 15 games, 16 games. Diamondbacks were 6-48 and 48 at one point in the stretch. I mean, we're, we're just seeing a little bit of everything. I know. It's just... What a weird... That's all I could ever describe is just a weird season. We still got a week to go. Yeah, everything I know about baseball is just wrong. So, yeah. that, I'm sure the rest of the season will be just like that, topsy-turvy. So, you never know what can happen. You never know who's going to win any yeah. given day. So, with that... I think that's about it for this episode, and we'll look forward to the last week of the season. Yeah, yeah, it should be exciting. Excited to see what happens, and excited to get the playoffs started. And, uh, again, on the other side of the news, hopefully the Raiders continue to keep winning. Yeah, and keep the Chiefs in last. I know that's good for you. Yeah, 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 <laughs> it's always good for everybody. So. <laughs> All right, well, then, with that, I say we wrap this one up. Yeah, sounds good. All right, well, thank you guys for listening. You can catch this podcast on Apple Podcasts as well as Google Podcasts and Spotify. You can listen on our regularly updated YouTube channel as well as our website, screwball.podbean.com. You can follow me on Twitter at RealMichaelPree. You can follow me on Instagram at MichaelPree. And you can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at FDubs10. You can follow our official Screwball Twitter at ScrewballPod. You can follow our official Screwball Facebook at ScrewballPod. No Ian Screw. And that's it from us, guys. We'll see you next week. Yep, take care.